confirmed yep got that got that clap um so yeah let they us make creams for that. <clears throat> what they make creams for that <laughs> for the clap, for the clap. <laughs> this is a good start to a podcast um so welcome to we're gonna for tentatively let's uh are we gonna go with horrible friends is that <laughs> does that work horrible friends yeah exactly that's the joke horrible friends yeah we watch horrible. horror movies horrible. Coral. Coral. Horrible joke, but it'll work. Uh, yeah, I know, but uh, we'll we'll do that for now. We should come up with something soon. Um, but either way, uh, welcome to Horrible Friends. Uh, it's uh maybe just a generally a horror movie podcast that may be mostly bad movies at some point, but uh, we have a few folks here. Uh, you've got me. I am Kyle. And this is where you guys come in and say who you are. Oh, this is the part. This is that part. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Dan. What's up? Hi. Hi, I'm Chris. Go oh, now. Um, nope. Uh, okay, I'm Eric. Hi, guys. And uh, I guess that'd make me Mike. Hello. For now. It could. Uh, and uh, so this week we ended up watching a tale of two sisters. Um, this was something, guys. I, as you saw, I was watching it. it I think Chris, Chris was watching it around the same time I was, and uh, I had uh, okay. So the one character is kind of cute, and then oh, um, so but that's that's pretty much how I felt this whole time was, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it was. All right, so hang on. First, let, let's let's get the plot out of the way. Of yeah, what the movie is actually about. You want to do that? Dan? And then we can go into our thoughts. Sure. So uh, the plot of the the movie is a TLDR set in my speak is that there's some teenage girl. She's in a psychiatric hospital. Uh, she's Me. and then she goes back to live with her her dad and seemingly stepmom, uh, and a bunch of uh, and she's with her sister so the two sisters are there they are they don't like the stepmom and then a bunch of creepy things happen uh spoiler alerts if you haven't seen tale of two sisters uh, from 2003 spoil this from 2003 <laughs> feels like Wait, it's at this point yeah i haven't seen it mike um <laughs> it turns out that uh her the one uh, Sumi's sister, uh, Su Yan, has been dead this whole time, and she's been doing all these awful things that uh, Su Mi was perceiving that her stepmom was doing to them, but it turns out that she was just doing it. Um, and then at the end of the movie, uh, we find out that her mom killed herself, and when Su Yan goes and finds her, she ends up crushing herself with a closet um, and killing herself, which caused Sumi to go crazy and caused all of these events to happen. Basically, all right, so I, I need to get this out of the way. <laughs> this, this story is really the culmination of 
uh, two and a half different movies that I'm sure everyone has seen. Um, one being The Parent Trap, of course, uh-huh. uh, where Sumi and Suyon are very upset that dad has moved on to the stepmom, so they need to do all these antics in order mm-hmm. to try to get rid of the stepmom. Uh, the Sixth Sense, because Sumi is constantly seeing dead people. And then I, I felt like it had a little bit at the end of uh, Fight Club, where she has three different personalities. <laughs> uh-huh. All like kicking each other's ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I just want to jump into my favorite part of the movie, where Sumi and the stepmom, who you don't know yet is her, are talking to each other when the father's asleep. And the stepmom's like, don't wake your father, he's sleeping. She's like, I wasn't going to wake him up. (laughs) Okay, but just so you know, he's sleeping. She's like, I know, I'm not going to wake him up. I'm just getting water. And then the stepmom's like, yeah, but be quiet about it because your father's sleeping. (laughs) That was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, I I definitely had that uh, down as well. I think think one of my favorite parts... uh, it was me trying to figure out i thought honestly i honestly thought that the the clock had something to do with it i was like okay it's 235 that has something to do with no that was nothing that was just legitimately nothing um totally wrote it down totally worthless right um i i loved how much the dad just did not give a shit this whole movie like even even in the idea of uh, they he had just shown back up to his uh to his family's home with his daughter, who just seemingly came out of the mental institution the first time. Because I, I think that's how this was. I think that the, the process of the movie was a lot of bad things happened. Uh, Sumi went to the mental institution at some point. Or went away or something. And then she came back. And that's where we start kind of the movie. And as he does that, he opens up the... Well, he opens up his door, goes around the side of the, the car, and he's like, Are you coming? And just walks away from the car. <laughs> like, all right, whatever, I guess. That's fine. And then just walks away. And the whole time, he's just like... It, the, well, I guess we'll get into this a little bit. This movie is a product of its time and maybe the culture. I am not Korean or from Korea, so I don't know. But it seems like they were definitely very heavy-handedly trying to go with something in regards to mental health and mental health awareness. Because this dude was just all sorts of messed up with his daughter he was just like you shook her at one point he was like i'm annoyed by this stop it <laughs> it's like she's having a mental breakdown well you gotta look at it from his point of view where you as a viewer you see it as three separate people sumi suyan and the stepmother but in reality from the father's point of view your daughter's acting like she came out of a mental institution and she still does not seem like she has a good grasp of reality and she's acting out this like identity of the stepmother and the st- identity of the sister and identity of this other and herself so it may seem more like this guy is so disconnected and just empty towards his daughter but meanwhile he's putting up with these three different personalities of her and it may seem like he's ignoring the stepmother well the stepmother's not actually existing right he's ignoring the other sister oh well, she's not really there and he's not going to play into her delusions to be like, okay, and that's why you notice that he refused to sleep in the same bed with his stepmother, because that's what took me at first. Yeah. Well, well, if actually, if if you um, if you refer back to the movie when it's doing all the flashbacks of her like realizing that she was acting as her stepmom, um, the part where you're talking about where he refuses to like sleep with the stepmom, uh, it actually showed 
a scene earlier in the movie where the stepmom's taking off her makeup mm -hmm. and then it flashes back and it's actually Sue Me taking off her makeup. So mm -hmm. I think that the dad was sleeping with her to try to comfort her and help her go to sleep. So correct. I don't think the stepmom was actually ever there no. because the stepmom mm -hmm. upset her. Uh, because was, at the end of the movie, the stepmom comes in. Correct. And that's who he was on the phone with when you say those. Yeah. Don't come here. It's not a good time. Da, 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 da. And then at the end, he's like, okay, you can come. And that's when you, for the first time, see the actual stepmother who's an actual person. Which, like, well, wakes I her out of her, like, delusion, which she had been yeah. in for, for some time. Now, uh, I do need some help on a scene. And I... Part of it comes into the idea of um, uh, when we're watching these movies, it, you, as you all know, what's with these spoopy movies is like there is some sort of spoopy creature that has some sort of power or some sort of ability. And this time it was some it was just it was like a mental hallucination or something like that. Right. But. I had the scene with when the uncle, I guess, comes over and the uncle's over and then his uh maybe wife or something so i guess the aunt as well where the aunt has like a yeah, a, a a seizure or something and <laughs> yes. she she even said like there's there was a little girl under the sink it felt like they filmed a different movie and spliced that scene in and they were like uh yeah. just just use it <laughs> yeah, it, so it didn't make any sense like, what i also like looked up afterwards because like i didn't really didn't look realize. anything up chris we're just oh. really good at understanding movies some of us yes uh others no so from what i looked up and also kind of pieced together that it it apparently was besides it being all in her head and a huge mental breakdown the house itself was haunted by the ghosts of Sue Young and the mother. So that's why the aunt could see, uh, saw something under the sink, which mm. I'm pretty sure was like the ghost of Sue Young. Okay. That's, so, uh, yeah, I, I kind of got that. Especially like uh, the, 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 the sister scene to that one was at the very end when I guess the stepmother goes back to the house and then she maybe, maybe not dies from the, the ghost. They leave I, that kind yeah. of open-ended. Yeah, I, I'll yeah. be honest. I, I think that I could have did without the dinner scene. I could have did without that scene with the stepmom maybe or maybe not dying. And I, I think it would have been a completely fine move, uh, movie without that. Like, I think the movie was fine i actually think that that kind of ruins the movie because you're having us like buy into this idea that there's not really a ghost which is kind of cool mm -hmm. and it's just like all this disillusion in this in this girl's head and then they're like lol no there really is a ghost <laughs> but but kind of um, yeah i i actually go ahead mike so what i got from was that the ghosts were real the ghosts were haunted. The house was haunted by the ghosts of the mother and the sister, because when you see earlier in the movie, when the ghost comes up on the bed with Sumi, and you can see just how her body's moving, and how her neck—that's the mother. Uh... You can see the neck's broken, mm. and it kind of—you did get some kind of an illusion to that. Maybe all these people were not real, because when Su Yun starts menstruating, and then. Sumi's menstruating at the same time. The stepmom's like, oh, well, how odd is it that we're all having that at the same time? And that's how you say, oh, maybe it's 
all not jump. You don't jump to maybe it's all one no. person, but it just does seem a little bit odd. Yeah, I I got that later. It definitely retrospective. It's fine. I am gonna go back to what Dan said. I actually think that the dinner scene with the uncle is necessary to continue on the idea that she, that uh, Sumi is crazy or at least some sort of uh, mental issues. Because when you go back, when when it finally like starts to piece together, like oh. The stepmom was never there. That was actually Sumi at the table, and she's just making up stories about the uncle. And I think that whole part's fine. I just think that the part where she, the the aunt, ends up having like a seizure and seeing the the, the spooky ghost underneath, I I, I didn't need that. Can, like, who else was super you. uncomfortable when she was laughing at the dinner table? And yeah, just like I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I mean. I, is it's super uncomfortable, but I think it was perfect. I think it was such a good part of the movie. <laughs> Uh, I, I related to that, that scene. <laughs> you related to that scene? Because have you ever like tried to tell a story that only you thought was funny? Yeah. And like you're <laughs> laughing with it and you're just hysterical laughing, you're trying to like get through the story and everyone else is just sitting there like Yeah, <laughs> no. <laughs> Usually you so get like a yeah. group of people. <laughs> Wait, well, like, with that scene, um what I think is that so if that scene, like, she was, in a sense, like, playing the stepmother, mm-hmm. but she's also talking to her uncle, and I feel like, even though she's playing the stepmother, she's recanting a story that is hers. And since she's playing, like, the kind of stepmother role in that moment, I feel like the uncle is saying, like, I don't remember that, to try and, like, kind of help snap her out of it, the fact that, like, why would I remember that? How would you know that if you're allegedly the stepmother you wouldn't know any of that ah that's a good point i would say that's a top five awkward dinner yeah um the most awkward i've ever seen though (laughs) i i I told chris this earlier i've been to worse Mm -hmm. i wrote that down bro i'm so glad you said that (laughs) (laughs) well wait can we talk about the awkward ending of this movie which one it felt like there were three Uh uh-huh well, all right. So specifically, I mean, the unrealistic ending where she goes in, she sees uh, Soon Yon, the little sister, goes in. She sees the mom hanging in the closet, dead, and the closet falls on her. And she's sitting there struggling, trying to like reach for help. The stepmom comes in, sees her, and just goes nah, and just walks out of the room. <laughs> What I like think she walked out when she like turned back around, I think she was like I think she turned back around to like hesitate that she was gonna go back and help, but then Sumi came out of her room mm-hmm. and kind of confronted her. And I think that's why she like it's that repeated line of like when they're having their fight club moment, like, you know, you do something that you're gonna regret. Yeah, and absolutely. Like I mean, am I? I'm not denying that the fact that the stepmother was a bitch entirely for still just kind of walking away from it. Oh yeah, that but... that that leads me to believe she, she, like, she she meant it at one point. Like, I think Sumi made up a, a piece of conversation with her where she had said, like, you know, I. Oh, when she had the the kettle, she was like, "I don't want you in this family anymore. Your family's caused me enough troubles." I feel like that was probably actually some sort of uh like actual memory for her. Um. And yeah. that's what you see there is like you see the stepmom just going in, seeing and seeing the obviously child fingers trying to come out from underneath this thing and just going, I'll just let that be. Yeah. Not uh, my problem. I, She's like, something eh. I didn't notice 
<laughs> something I didn't notice, like watching it, and no, I didn't get it from an outside source to help mm -hmm. me understand it. Um, when she first comes in, like, and she's like goes to her room and she's like unpacking and everything, like she goes to sit down like a notebook and like that's like her journal, but there's already like a notebook and journal that mm -hmm. looks the exact same already sitting there. And when she opens her wardrobe, there's shirts and like like blouses and skirts that are exact the same as what is in her suitcase. Mm -hmm. So this isn't the first time that this scenario has been run in her head. It's mm -hmm. happened multiple times before. And that the reason the stepmother and her are constantly at each other's throat, it's like she this scenario she made to make it to like she's saving her sister in this scenario that she's the hero. Yeah, because even throughout the whole movie you see how protective she is of his sister and every time her, her sister has a nightmare oh come sleep in the bed with me and she sees the marks on her arms oh what happened to you tell me now and then she goes to confront the stepmother so it seems well, to me that she found her in the wardrobe she's you know kept repeating like you know i didn't hear you i Correct. didn't hear you just so like was... when it actually happened she didn't hear it happen so she didn't know and blamed herself for that she was trying to play the protective role that she couldn't do yeah. When her sister was actually alive, and she had so much regret that she didn't hear her sister, she couldn't help her. So now is when she's trying to make up for it, so she could be like the savior of her sister. Yeah, it. This movie was um, surprisingly hard hitting. As as a, uh, I would put that on the box art. Like it's it's just like a, it's <laughs> I expected punched in the feels right. Like I expected some sort of grudgy, maybe ring style, whatever, and that's what you get out of the actual. They had that. Yeah, right. Yeah, definitely had that. But that wasn't the main focus. The main focus was like the mental illness and like the whatever was going on uh, with between the dad. Now, what I thought was weird, and I guess uh, the you had mentioned like the the, the parent trap concept. I I can't figure out when. So when the mom dies, when she, you know, when she suicides, is it already done? Are they moving the mom out? And that's what that whole scene is. Is that when that happens? Is like they're packing herself into the car, and that's why the girls are acting out, and are the one girls acting out or whatever? I, I didn't. I I think so. I think from reading because it wasn't clear in the movie. Hmm. The uh, the mother. So Yoon Jo, who is the stepmom, uh, who becomes a stepmom, she was the nurse to the mom at the time. And because the mom had this condition and she had a condition. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, that wasn't very clear. This... So, yeah, I just looked mm. it up. Um, so I, I believe that Yoon Jo was watching after the mom and uh, which could add a whole new new range of things which is like did sumi create this thing in her head where she thought that the mom and i mean the dad and yunjo were getting it or oh. like was it actually a thing um so is there some form of mental mental health uh issues with between um the mom and the daughter like is there something that just runs in the family there like we don't know so that's fair uh, don't the way I took it was the the mother had either some kind of sickness or mental illness, and her nurse, who became the stepmother, Shinjo, was taking care of her. And I fully think that the father was having an affair with the, the nurse hmm. during oh, this whole time. 
and then that's when the mother died and the sister died and that's how that led to it because i mean she did she did say when she got into like a very serious note she was like i need you to take responsibility for all the bad that you brought into this house mm-hmm. and the dad's like oh so i don't know <laughs> if he's i don't know if he's like flabbergasted because his like mentally ill daughter said something that was like a little too close to home or if he was like okay she's actually off a rocker kind of thing like it the movie does a good job at letting you kind of make your own ride here um yeah i feel like with her saying that was a thing like i feel like when they showed up he was having an affair and he was kind of like oh you know we're i'm gonna have to like be public with it and you know it is what it is my wife's probably gonna die soon so you know keep keep her comfortable for her last days and then you know i'm gonna move hmm. on move on way too quickly i would say yeah maybe a little but, bit yeah, maybe a little bit <laughs> and yeah i would say like because of him doing that and bringing you know stepmom way like way into the like into the picture way too soon mm-hmm. which kind of led to the events of you know the real mother killing herself sister freaking out trying to help her and leading to her death so where, I, whereas sumi has gone crazy about it though she i feel like she blames her father for it well i think history has showed that there's never been a piece of media where there's not been an evil stepmother if there's a stepmother <laughs> she is evil yeah it's stepfather too women women are generally villainized right so uh, yeah pretty harshly generally villains. oh snap oh Happy, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, when they first introduced the stepmother, she's like, like a weird kind of like shuffle through the shadows. And immediately, like, I'm like, yep, she's going to be evil. No question in my mind. Just the way they showed yep. her coming out of the darkness. It's like, yep, I don't, I don't know why, but she's, she's going to do something fucked up to piss somebody off. Yeah. is like like manic from the start. And also, like, the way how Sumi portrayed her in this delusion, like, she flopped around a lot. Like, she first is like, oh, you know, I've made a lovely dinner for you guys. I hate both of you, and you ruin everything. <laughs> <But without laughs> dinner. So, um, I, I also wanted to bring up that I thought that the way that it was shot was really interesting. Um, oh, it's a good segue. Maybe, maybe we should, that's like, segue a, into, like, the That's a good segue into cinematography, yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I really wanted to talk about the cinematography because Same. right from the get I mean, there's definitely a lot of, like, grudge kind of feel, like that 2003, 2004, 2002 kind of mm. ring, like very slow-moving things and filming um making people go to things like at the end she had to walk to the closet slowly open the door and walk look inside we have to slowly peer in it but there was also a lot of scenes in the beginning which were to me reminded me of classic horror movies like 80s horror movies where it's just we're slowly panning as we're as we walk seemingly are walking towards our destination of things and slowly just letting our eyes like gaze over different things that are in the room in the shot what are we like peering for um so i thought i thought the cinematography for that kind of stuff was really really good and gave yeah yeah there was i had two big notes with the cinematography um the the first one was that they they color graded a lot of the rooms and they, they gave like some insane feels to to specific rooms specifically the they gave a, a ton of red to the uh, dining room area. They gave a ton of blue to um, 
to one of the girls. I think it was uh, Sumi's room. Green to Su Yun's room, and then uh, I think the dad's room was like it, it wasn't devoid of color, but it they didn't push a lot of color into his room. Um, and the other one was uh, there's a the scene at the beginning right when the uh, stepmother's kind of she's walking around the camera's following her, and they've got they're they're doing like a follow cam, so they're right behind her and they've got a really cool like they got a really cool focus on her that I've seen in like other films like you had mentioned Dan, um, where it's like you can see both of the walls very clearly and she's kind of very small in between these walls and they're following her around corners and they're introducing you to the house. But I think it's also the pathway that she takes from at the very end with the bag, like the bag of red, the bag of maybe blood or whatever. It goes back into the hallway and then all the way back around to where the uh, dining room is. I was like, "Ah, that's pretty cool. I was like, that was a pretty cool scene. I really like that. I just really like how the camera did. Or, I'm... Even just like the lighting in the house. It was in the movie First Thoughts. It shows the car pull up to the house, and it's all bright, and it's a beautiful scenery and beautiful landscape. Then once you go into the house, it's very dimly lit and dark and like dated, a lot of wood and like browns and mm-hmm. not a lot of color at all. And it just contrasts like, Okay, you're in it now, and you you're not with the light anymore, and it's about to it's about to happen. Sure, and I I did I had two shots that they had from one from outside and one inside that I was like, okay, now we're getting to horror movie status, which was uh, the first one was uh, within the first three minutes. I was like, okay, cool, creepy swing, we got that, check, put that box down. Uh, and then the next one was uh, way later on when they started showing the dolls. I was like, cool, creepy dolls, check. <laughs> so we hit two check boxes out of like the typical spoopometer. <laughs> oh, what about a Even doll the, on a swing? Uh, oh. oh, what about Pass. a swing on Even a doll? The, uh, I'm done. Ooh. Even with the wharf, like where they were sitting, <clears throat> like on that little pier. Yeah, like that oh, just yeah. gave me like. Like it was very like almost like Friday the Thirteenth esque, yep. and just how like the camera work of it, like it just kind of kept like slowly looking at their feet. The music got like a little bit intense, and just really gave you the feeling like, oh shit, something's gonna happen, something's gonna happen, and then yeah. it's just nope, moving on. They did that a lot. And and good. In terms of cinematography, yeah, I, I think they did a really good job of of you know kind of adding that element of misdirection. Definitely thought there was going to be something to do with the water the clock, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of a lot of steps. I think the things that were significant were were looked over. So Chris was talking about the notebook, also the clothes in the closet, um, they're the exact same clothes. Um, the the uh, fact that she puts the linens or I think it's like the uh, underwear, the undergarments or whatever, on the beds, you know, um. Like she'll or the the stepmother who's really Sumi is going you know room to room and discovering they've already been placed there and that's I think reminiscent of the fact that she's done this mm-hmm. several times. This isn't the first you know breakdown she's having, you know, um, which is I think kind of gives credence mm-hmm. to why the dad is sort of at his his wits end because this can this is continuing to happen. So yeah, that, I don't think that no was the, how long it's been happening. Correct. Right. I believe that and- really open ended. And you you made a good point there with the um with like the, the clothing and the wardrobe and stuff like that because they they do they kind of 
brush past it, but you could also take it as the the stupid, crazy stepmother that's like just overbearing or whatever is just making her wear like a uniform. And you're like, ah, she's like a teenager and she's not going to wear the uniform. She can be upset about that. But then the dad, the dad says at one point, I told you we need to stop talking about the wardrobe. Stop talking about the wardrobe. And it's like, okay, maybe she's complained about her wardrobe. No, it's it's all about going back to the point where her sister was murdered by the wardrobe. And you're like, ah, okay, all right, I guess. <laughs> like, you don't get that till the very end. But, like, looking back, I'm like, all right, they they bring it up a bunch of times. And he's just like, no, let's not talk about the wardrobe. So I just say that I thought, Dan, when you mentioned that uh, the movie was uh, derivative of the parent trap, I thought you meant the literal closet it, that Sue Young was trapped in. Now, all we were missing where my mind went. No, all we were missing was the this will be never lasting love. <laughs> like that's the only thing that we needed, and then we would have had the parent trap definitely. <laughs> that would have been a perfect song. That would have been terrifying. Yeah, I'm. I'm waiting for that good transition video you're going to make later, where. You know. a, slow, a slowed mm-hmm. down version of it where it's just a <laughs> single person singing it to a really slow minor uh, song in the background like this will be <laughs> everlasting you just... love yeah. you just edit the entire movie and just edit out uh, Sumi and Sue Young and replace them with Lindsay Lohan uh, wait, current Lindsay oh, Lohan? That's, that's terrifying no. wait cu- current Lindsay Lohan or like Back in the day, if like we, actually, parent trap. No, one of you do one of each. One of each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the innocent, the innocent one is the is the mean girls one, and the Sue Me can be the current Lindsay Lohan. Oh, oh boy. I, I think current Lindsay Lohan is scary enough on her own. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone will be like, oh, she's the villain, definitely. <laughs> um. <laughs> I, I so we kind of get into it a little bit unless you guys have any more on cinematography we can um kind of move over to sound and uh I guess music because that's was, what we were kind of talking about that's so funny because I was just about to transition us into sound <laughs> look at that uh yeah I think uh, for sound just just so we kind of get a, a feel of, of sound I, I was just going more for uh sound effects sound uh design like because you know some movies are very um they're very just uh audio base where it's like you know there's there's footsteps that you can kind of hear in the distance or some thumping or whatever that that's what i want to go with sound and then we can go into the soundtrack or like the actual score that they put behind this thing i thought it was the lack of sound in a lot of the movie that was the good intention building because Mm. for a lot of the movie you only hear the ambient noise of the house and the ambient noise of the water and stuff it just builds tension because you're just waiting for something to happen <clears throat> even the fact that like the, her mother's ghost that kind of like you know shows up at night there's no sound really during that besides like her kind of like you know panting freaking out there's literally nothing and i feel like that, that really added to like the tension and the suspense of it because it's just silent and all of a sudden right there yeah so the white noise of the television yeah oh so sorry the... that that was another checkbox i forgot to put a, that i checked that down as well Spoopy television. It was a gleaming example of North Korean cinema, which I was really happy they alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, North Korean? North, yeah, North Korean cinema. <laughs> I know you're really big into that. so <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. <laughs> I thought I heard you say North Korean, but I could be mistaken. <laughs> no, I think he was talking about the grudgy boy. Is it grudge? Um, or, or, or I guess the ring? 
Oh, no, it's no, it's the fact that the North Koreans don't get television. That's okay. Oh, That's I okay. The fans will get it. The fans will get it. I get it now. Now uh, I get it. Okay. All of our all of our fans will get it. See, they they, uh, but they do. It's just one channel. It's just the great leader making his infamous sandwiches. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they are good sandwiches. That's what I hear. He made up the term sandwich. Um. So, so <laughs> when in terms of uh, sound, I. So I play a lot of horror games, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, the one big thing that I always talk about when I'm playing games and that tell me really one of the big factors is the sound or the lack of sound. I think that uh, suspending sound out of out of uh, basically the whole movie and just leaving it with familiar sounds makes it all the more terrifying because these are things that we are familiar with as uh, just people, right? Like being alone, being scared in your bed, pulling the covers over your head and just hearing your own panting and being terrified to pull it down. And there's no sound. There's no violent screeching in the background to be like, like, Mm -hmm. oh, you better, you better feel suspense. No, you don't need that. Just let the environment speak for itself and let the situation speak for itself. It's like, okay, I'm going to, there's no violin. There's no nothing going on, but I'm going to pull down. I'm going to pull off the the covers now and let's see if there's anything there and it's just it's just that sense of familiarity that that you have like i I don't know i can really connect when there's no sound in something like that and i I love it so where could somebody go to see these horror games being played Uh, no 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 (laughs) (laughs) we'll we'll put some plugs somewhere but uh i'll I'll say that i GameStop. (laughs) yeah Uh, Go to GameStop. For all of your good horror games, uh, go to GameStop. Uh, GameStop. Uh, dot com. Um, GameStop. Dot com. Uh, slash slash spoopy. Stop, stop stop gaming. Uh, enter, yeah. <laughs> enter spoopy for for a chance at maybe ten percent off, depending on what time of year it is. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not going to give you a discount. Just enter it anyway. Just try it. <laughs> you never know. You you miss one hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That that was uh. That was Michael Scott. Yeah. Michael Scott. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, I, I think, I think I agree with you guys with the score. I, I didn't notice too much. Like they didn't do a heavy handed, uh, special effects for like sound, some feet running upstairs at times or whatever. But yeah, that generally it was the, the, the overall fear of just, uh, known unknowns, which was, which was good. Um, I did, it actually started taking away from me later on. Um, they, they actually started using the, screeching violins in places where they you would normally find them and i was like this seems like it's a weird place because they had never really brought them in in the first place like they 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 were very sudden and sharp but they weren't they they didn't last long which was fine i guess but i don't know it, it seemed odd that they especially later on they started doing that um i don't know i think maybe with like it being later on it could just be the fact that like her mental st- stability had finally like just kind of was done you know like with that yeah. whole like fight club sequence, like just everything finally came to a head and just everything's more intense now. And then it's just over. Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. I would say the foot, like the footsteps got me more. So I think I'm the only one here that lives alone, but if one of you like <laughs> hears footsteps, like rumbling around the house, like, yeah, it's probably so-and-so it's probably so-and-so. If I hear footsteps like running around, I was like, I should probably either check that out <laughs> or go running out the front door. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> 
uh it's been yeah it's been a couple of years since i i lit alone so I, I feel you on that um but yeah i think that the footsteps they didn't play them too often though it was it was weird i, I think the creaking of the doors were big i think um i think a lot of the uh yeah a lot of wd-40 was absent in mm-hmm, filming mm-hmm. this movie for sure i mean on a 10 million dollar budget you could have got some well, yeah. actually, fu- funny you should say that. It was a three point seven million dollar budget, which is actually pretty low. <laughs> yeah, uh, for two thousand three times, what's that correlate to twenty twenty numbers? Um, hmm. oh, we're gonna figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> at least three million dollars. <laughs> well, it depends if you go by three months ago or today. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, three months ago was actually, or sorry, today is like 2009, I think, again. I think we're back to 2009. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, but, uh, but funny mm. enough, that movie only made $1 million. Ooh, so a pretty big flop. <laughs> oh, a flop. Well, horror movies like typically don't make a ton of money unless it's like a PG-13, just like schlock teen horror movie. It's not, there not actually a... is a um an American remake of this. Yeah, movie. I was yeah I was gonna bring that up later. It's called the Uninvited. It was 2013 or 2009. 2009. It was 2009. I I looked up movies that were kind of reminiscent of it, and I've uh, Hide and Seek with Robert De Niro kind of kind of reminded me, but definitely the Uninvited, which is a remake from 1944 as well. Hmm. Both this movie and The Uninvited were based off the same source material. And like typically, uh, when there's an American remake of an Asian horror movie, it is does not do it justice. It tries to appeal to mass audiences and just paints over the comment, the overall themes, the like, like I said, appeal to a wide audience. And it, it, it gets rid of the theme that just makes things more over the top. Yeah, this is actually a problem that a lot of uh, Korean-made movies have, where they come uh, to America, and then uh, some American movie company just takes it, and they, like, redo it in themselves. I mean, thankfully, movies like this are around, and movies like Parasite, which mm-hmm. came out, like, those movies stick around now. But, yeah, that that's actually a big problem. Yeah. I, mean, I saw it, I think one of the better movies there was The Ring. I mm-hmm. still think the original is a better one, but then after the success of The Ring, they made The Ring 2, and then a couple years ago they made another Ring movie, and I didn't even waste my time to go see that because I heard not good things about it. Yeah, and like you guys said, it, it just seems to happen, especially in this horror genre, which is, like, it's sad because, like, uh, you know, not necessarily... Not all horror movies that are made the first time around are actually good which is fine but the ones that were good like this one i think it was pretty good it, it i would like you said i imagine it didn't work in the u.s just because people uh don't we don't like to read here in the u.s if you don't say <laughs> that's, why, that's why i watched the english dubbed version there was oh, no such so thing lucky. was it <laughs> so was there actually an english dub version i don't know Okay. Wait, <laughs> wait, but but I have I have the best question. It, if we are done talking about music and all that, mm-hmm. um, I I have the best scale for this. Uh, oh, before before you do, before you do, uh, I will um, say I I liked the score a little bit. It was good. 
uh it wasn't much but the the beginning the beginning song was cool and i think they ended it with the same one so there's not a lot there and then i had one more category for acting which i think they did a fantastic job we kind of talked about it in the main part but i think acting was good acting uh, was great I mean, the father's acting like i didn't really pay too much attention yeah. to i mean nothing bad but like he played a good he was, garbage father he was a yeah, he was a to me. He was like he was a main character without really being main character, just kind of there. So I think right. he was supposed to portray. Mm-hmm. I think it takes it takes a lot of talent to be able to play like a disconnected character as opposed well, because if he was doing a poor job being just a disconnected, like fed up father. It would have stuck out more, but I, in his position, it was like I've been through this so many times. I'm just drained. I'm exhausted by it, and he played that part well. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. The, I agree. They they made me feel like they were the people that they were portraying, and at the end of the day, that to me that makes a good actor, and I I think they all did it pretty well. Agreed. Um, now, what's your scale? Because I I believe this right. kind of moves on to our is this does this go to our spoopy meter? Yes. I think we yes. have okay. to like talk about the actual spoops of the movie at this point. Yeah, that, let's go on to spoopy meter. Okay, tell us your okay. scale. All right, all right, here's my scale. So, as wait, are we talking about for the movie overall as a horror movie? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many sisters would you guys give this? Zero, one, or two? <laughs> <laughs> I would give this one and a half sisters. Mm. Oh, man. Of course, you yawn. <laughs> at least I mean, half of her yeah uh Honestly, i would give it I, I would give it a solid two sisters okay because the, there wasn't like uh there was to me i there wasn't a whole lot of scares but the few that there were i felt they were done just very well and back to like jarvis talking about the misdirection i played a really good part of it Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that's that's just what I think. Charles, what was your uh, concept on this? So I'm gonna go with one point two sisters, and my my thoughts for that is it's the exact measure of the in vitro baby ghost that was reaching out of the mother's vagina. <laughs> that we didn't um, mention because I think we were trying to skirt around the uh, menstrual cycle uh, conversation. But yeah, what the fuck was that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got the symbolism and it was, you know, oh yeah, the, the, the mother who lost the child and it's about in my head, I was, I literally wrote down that bitch just got attacked by a fucking baby ghost. <laughs> was that and what it, it was? Just a hand. It was just right. But it was coming right. out of it, the it ghost mom's yeah, vagina. It, so that was the it definitely was like the allusion to mother and child. Yeah. But did the mother, the mother died before, are we saying that the mother lost another child and that we're no, not no, talking no, no, about? No, no, okay. It, it, it was, it was strictly symbolic of mm. the, the mother losing the child, and, and, and it wasn't even in that order. The, the gotcha. child lost the mother, and yeah. Correct, correct. Um, okay. Well, I did like it, um, but I mean, if, if we're just talking about the overall, how we felt about the movie, it, it did feel disjointed at times, and I know it's supposed to. You know, it's a psychological thriller. It, it deals with a dis- is it I, DID, Dissociative Identity Disorder, I believe is the term. Um, yeah. So it's supposed to feel disjointed. However... Um, we we kind of touched on it. The ending, actual ending, almost unnecessary. So, is it a ghost story, or is it a, a, an issue of you know psychological, you know breakdown? Just yeah. what it felt like, and and that was 
think that was a comfortable setting for the movie. Then all of a sudden, stepmom actually gets attacked by the ghost, and that's just, I think that's just, you know, kind of consistent with most Asian horror films. There's got to be a ghost girl somewhere. She's going to fuck you up. She's going to come out of nowhere. You're going to follow the creaking doors that open, and then you die. Yeah, and the last eighty dollars in the budget has to go somewhere. (laughs) It's got to go somewhere, exactly. So, for those reasons, uh, by the way, I'd I'd give it just a little more than one. uh, The 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 girl in the closet was covered in some sort of weird ectoplasmic goo, which was uh, just really weird as well. I thought that was right. (laughs) Nope, there was no goo anywhere else in this movie, and then suddenly she's just covered in it. Um, but I I I would I want to argue for this film that it it wants to make you it, it wants to make you feel some sort of way about the the stepmom finally having some sort of guilt and some sort of like uh remorse with for pretty much leaving this child to die because she goes in the exact same closet that she watches the kid get crushed by and everything and i feel like it, it's almost there except when you go back to the aunt saying there's actually a child under the sink that's what kills it like when you go back it, it ruins it but if you follow it in the sense of like everybody is dealing with this loss in like a very bad way and like not able to handle it um then that part makes sense it's like oh she went back to the house for the first time in a while and oh she's going into the room where she watched this uh, pretty much watched this girl die with who knows what else was going on there. like it, like i said i feel like i want to argue for the movie but i just can't the, the goo it, the goo got me dude you <laughs> you you're absolutely right but the thing that they could have done to make it more sensible like why why did the aunt have that strange panic attack in the first place or, or whatever whatever she had yeah. what could have worked better the I, I think the uncle and the dad are others. It, are their actual I, relation? I think that would make. Hmm. That's what I got from it. It would make more sense if you know there was something wrong with the aunt that was known about because and it kind of shows you know a, a, a history of um you no know, psychological disorder within the family. Sure. Uh, that's not what we got so again it goes back to my point i i feel like some things were disjointed it was trying to do too much felt like two movies kind of meshed into one yeah i'd give it the the 1.5 sisters as well uh for this one um but overall i I did i did enjoy it that well spoop meter definitely spoop meter was actually on a low end if i'm gonna go spoop meter uh spoop i I was not very spooped i I got uncomfortable a couple times but i I didn't get spooped um but overall yeah uh, 1.5 sisters uh, Mike, about your uh, I would say it's a not overly scary movie, but a lot of Asian horror movies aren't meant to just be like in your face jump scares. They're more about the tension. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of like very tense scenes in this movie when you're just waiting for something to happen, or you're trying to follow what's like a character's getting followed by the camera around the house, and you're just trying to like see where they're going and what's going on around them. And I was at least looking in the background to see what was sneaking around back there, if there was anything that wasn't, like, the focus of the frame. So I was more meant to be a tense movie than overtly scary. So, and I like tense movies instead of just being, like, a Friday the 13th or a Halloween movie where the person's in constant, like, peril Mm -hmm. where they're being chased by... A figure or a monster so I, I enjoy the tense movies more so i would go on the higher end if i was going one to ten probably a six or a seven yeah but how many sisters would you give it 
I would give it a one there and are, a half sisters because there are there ten was sisters. Two... I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there was two definitely sisters. one sister, and she was her other sister half the time. So mm. one point five sisters. <laughs> I'm I'm also going to go with the one point five. Uh, maybe maybe a one point two. I'm it's, somewhere it's, between it's, there. It's not um, a big scale. You made it from zero to two. So. <laughs> it either needs to be you you didn't like it, you thought it was okay, or you liked it. Like it needs to be that. Like we can't do this <laughs> zero to ten. Like what what is an eight? An eight is like I liked it. And then what's a nine? Well, I liked it. Like Well, it's that? easy to go from zero to ten instead of from zero to two. It's like, oh well, I'm gonna take a point off here yeah, and get well, down to a zero. We're using sisters to grade these. So you, you're you going with the, the Mitch Hedberg, which is people thought people either hated me, they thought I was okay, or they liked me. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I'm absolutely going with that. Okay. Well, that's how I feel about everything. I either hate it, I think it's okay, or I love it. Everyone can relate to that. And you know what? So. There's no in-between. I either love no. it, I think it's okay, or I hate it. No uh -huh. in-between. So I'm I'm around like a 1.2, 1.5. A lot of the things that Mike and Eric said are echoing like how i feel about it i feel like the movie was very disjointed at times i don't think that some scenes needed to be in there i like i understand what the director and the writer or whatever like i understand what they were going for but i just think it takes away from what the movie brought to the table and um i, I thought the movie was way more interesting without those parts without the part with the ant seizing on the floor for whatever reason and then mm -hmm. needing medicine i i don't get it and then the ghost killing the stepmom why do we need that why so i i think that we could have did without all of that in terms of horror i didn't find it to be scary at all i found it to be more interesting mm -hmm. than anything the only part where i cringed and covered my eyes which i never do in a horror movie but was the part where uh, she almost crushed her head. And I was like, oh, oh I don't want to see that. But that was mm. when we weren't sure if like the stepmom was her or not. We were still figuring it out. Yeah. So, um, but overall, I, I think that this is, I also think that this movie falls into a category of once you know the ending, the movie's never going to be as good as it was. Yeah, so, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's one of those movies where you could watch it maybe twice because then you could look at it from the lens of, oh, well, now I know that she's actually the stepmom. So let me, let me see how she acts throughout the movie. Let me see how they act. But once you get that, it's just like, okay, well, I already know the movie. So you want to watch it once, maybe twice, but then you never want to watch it again. So it falls in that 1.2 to 1.5. Sue, to me, done cut up Sue Yon into either a half or uh, two tenths of a piece. <laughs> so. No, I guess uh, this is a movie I actually would want to watch again, knowing the ending. Because you, it would make me want to focus more on, like, who's talking to who and, like, how the shot is framed when the father's talking to the stepmother or the mm -hmm. father's talking. Because he never even acknowledges Su Yan mm -hmm. at all throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. So, and to me, it is like a fight club situation where if you go back and watch the movie a second time, if you haven't seen Fight Club, Tyler and the narrator, Jack, are the same person. Wait, what? Okay. Oh my gosh, spoiler <laughs> alert. This is supposed to be about horror movies. Um, if I could be honest, I, I kind of saw the 
the Sumi was her stepmom. I kind of saw that coming. I didn't see the Suyon was dead the whole time. I didn't see that part coming. So I was, I was the opposite. I had the opposite. Yeah. 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 I had, I had the full opposite. Suyon, I was like, all right, she did. I was like, something's off about her. She just seems something's weird. But Su, yeah, the stepmother. I was like, nah, she's a character. She's good. <laughs> She good. She's just not. She's just evil, and she's, she's just like, bad. Very mean. <laughs> so, um, so we hmm? do we now want to get like we we gave our our sister score for swoopiness. Do we want to do the same? Give our sister score for overall score. For... And we kind of gave it in there. I think we were we were kind of mixed in there. We'll, we'll we'll try to iron this out a little bit. But I, I think I think for an overall, we don't have to give like a, a one to ten. But overall, would you guys recommend this? Absolutely. I would absolutely recommend this movie if you're a fan of tense horror movies or any kind of Asian horror movies. This would definitely be something you should. It's worth watching. I concur. Uh, Mr. Eric. Uh, yeah, I'd I'd say watch it with intelligent friends, so who can point things out. If if you're looking for a quick jump scare, it's not the movie. If yeah. you're looking to, if you're looking to really read into something, it's, you know, it was okay. Yeah, it it wasn't profound, but I agree. I I think it was. Um, again, I I don't know if the director was uh, trying to push some sort of uh you know mental health awareness kind of concept, which is fantastic. I think that's a, that's a good. It's good to put that out there and kind of like show different views of that. But uh, if not, then it was uh either way, it was still pretty good. That I, I would definitely recommend it. Um, if you're Honestly, if you're not if you're if you're like mega triggered by uh uh self-harm or suicide or uh other mental health issues i i would i would probably steer away from this that's pretty much the whole movie yeah yeah but um that that pretty much wraps it up you guys got anything else to say nope uh, I got perfect um it's a good good run. See it. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a pretty good run. Uh, thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. And um, the next movie we have on hand, I think, is a is a silly one. I, I think I'm hoping it's a silly one. This one was a little too deep. Um, let me pull that up. Uh, next movie I had down was <laughs> was uh deathbed the bed that oh, eats that one. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I that movie probably 15 years ago and i remember thinking it was the greatest thing i've ever seen well i'm excited to watch it i hope it holds up yeah uh we've got a couple in line but um yeah stay tuned and um let's see everybody uh, next time uh, do we have a cool phrase that we want to come up with Zip it up and zip it out. I think that's copyright protected. We're gonna we're gonna keep working on that. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna two sisters out of here and actually just be one. Oh no, that doesn't work. No, that's um, great. I, end it there. That's not, that's not gonna work next week. Time. Oh, oh, sit sit again, Chris. Thanks for stopping by and having a horrible time.